0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What do you doing? This is Jeremy Prince. So we're going to try to do a little bit of a video version of this uh, just to kind of see where everything goes out. Please bear with us while we're trying to get this, you know, sorted out. We're not exactly in, you know, super stellar recording studios. But anyways, let's just jump on into it. Thank you guys for coming back er, to episode four. And we're actually going to start with a little bit of commentator news. So, Jalen, I don't know if you heard, but apparently Urban Meyer is in the process of signing with Fox Sports to be a commentator again. How do you feel
1: about that? I mean, he's good at what he does. He knows he knows the game. He knows the game of coaching. football. He knows Me. the game of football. I'll give you that. I just and I don't. Like all, and on his resume, he's still on his resume. He's still a national champion in two different in two different football programs. So that's true. I just I don't I don't know. It, it may just be I me. Know as you a had, I know you got your, I know you got your issues, but remember, you are a Gators fan. You wouldn't have I, any championships without him.
0: I didn't like it. I, I think what he did for me as a Gators fan for that one year, but I will appreciate it. But but I'm glad he's gone from all my teams. And I really don't want to ever see him at any of my teams ever again. So I just yeah, no, we we could spend hours talking about that. But we'll touch on that real quick. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because it, it came to light after a couple comments. So for those of you who don't know, Jaguar, or a lot of NFL offseason stuff has already started. And the Jaguars' spring OTAs and everything have already started as well. And one of the first things they did was actually interview a lot of these players about, you know, Peterson, some of the differences, and you know, everything going forward. And a lot of them asked about Urban. I think Travis Etienne talked about how, you know, hey, I couldn't have or I couldn't have had a better year to be injured for because he missed all the quote-unquote drama. And I do want to bring up Trevor Lawrence's tweet or comment, at least. So basically what he said was, uh, quote, don't think you can have any more obstacles other than getting injured in your rookie year than we did last year. And that is from Trevor Lawrence during one of the interview sessions, which I think is super telling for how bad the program – or how bad it was actually at the time. I mean, basically, to me – Jalen, I don't know if you're reading the same way I am, but to me that basically just says, hey, you know, at least I didn't blow up my knee. (laughs) I just – if that's what sets the bar for at least my season wasn't that bad, I mean that's that's sad. All right. So one thing I do want to talk about before we get too into it as well. So I know some wide receiver news has been coming out, and we can get into that a little bit because I know AJ Brown, we like Debo Samuel, we like we like it all the, or a lot of these other receivers as well. A lot of these picks that are starting to sit out for, you know, that really big signing bonus. I do want to get on that a little bit. Before we get into that, congrats to Sammy Watkins for signing with Green Bay. And, you know, hey, we'll see if you've got to catch or catch a passage from Aaron Rodgers going forward. That's going to be really fun to watch. But let's get into some of these free agency receivers kind of sitting out. I mean, Debo Samuel is in a weird spot. I, I wouldn't say it's a weird spot. It's a messed up
1: spot, honestly. Have you been hearing about some of the stuff that's been happening? Yeah, he's been – like, I think he's halted his contract negotiation right now. I don't know what's going on. Um yeah, I, I I really don't know what's going on with that situation. I don't. I do not. I love Debo. I don't really follow a lot of the Niners, but I like the. De- uh, but I've always been a big fan of Debo.
0: So basically, what's happening is a lot of these receivers are holding out. It's AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, and there is oh, why am I drawing a blank at the last one? Oh, Terry McLaurin. So, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and AJ Brown are all holding out because they vastly outperformed their rookie contracts. All of them have 1,000 yard seasons under their belt. So, I don't fault them at all for that. Um, the issue, though, is Debo has, and Debo is not the issue. I want to get that very clear before I get into this. So, something that happened with Debo is Debo actually scrubbed his, all of his social media from you know 49ers stuff. So, it's all his personal stuff. And the fans uh, took that personally. They always do. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he's been receiving death threats as well as been calling. He's just been dragged through the mud. He's been apparently called slurs, death threats, all of it, which is I wouldn't want to say in San Francisco either. So there is actually something where a few days ago, this just got brought to my attention within the last couple hours. If you read that right there, so apparently that's his brother. So, the 40, somebody put up a 49ers post to Debo, and somebody said, trade him. And then his brother said, don't worry, we're asking for a trade. He's not going to be a 49er. So, if that rings true, Debo's not coming back, which can't fault him for at all. I mean, if the oh, fans are, go ahead, sorry.
1: So, let's go ahead and get down to it so that we don't waste too much time on yeah, this what's real What's the real question we trying to talk? Here? Or like, what's the real question? A, I mean,
0: how do you feel about this? And where do you think some of these guys are going to go? Do you think they're going to stay? Do you think, A- like, so it's Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Debo have been on varying levels, basically, have been told to, you know, leave town. Terry is t- the only one who's being patient.
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to say, t- I'm going to say Terry and AJ are staying. Okay. Debo, I'm going to need some time. Because we got to figure out who all needs a receiver and who's all paid. Okay, I don't know, but I like I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if Debo is available and well, well, okay, if the thing is out, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go ahead and say the Patriots are gonna be the uh, top, uh, like top choice.
0: If there were ever a more Patriots player, <laughs> it's gotta be Debo. I mean, that guy it, I, I love Debo. I love Debo. I love AJ Brown, despite the fact that he's torched me quite a bit. And I love um Terry McLaurin. I think both those guys, all three of those guys are fantastic. But I'm I agree with you. I think Terry McLaurin for sure resigns. There's a couple fans who want AJ Brown gone for some reason, apparently, which I don't understand. I think he goes back. Um and I I think
1: Tennessee, Tennessee can't um, can't afford to lose him.
0: They might not be able to afford to keep him either. Tannehill might have to restructure. Yeah, he
1: better restructure.
0: Do you know if Derrick Henry re-signed a contract? Yeah, or he, he, still-
1: yeah he, be, he been signed that contract.
0: Okay, I thought so. I just want to make sure. So, but yeah, I, we'll see what happens with some of that wide receiver stuff. I mean, I, Debo's gone. And
1: don't forget about Jeffrey Simmons, who just had a breakout season last year. That's true. That's true.
0: So there's a lot of these guys that they may have to potentially, you know, resign going forward. And I don't know how much money's tied up where. I'd have to look more to over the cap, but we don't have time for that. So let's keep it football, but this time let's go college. So for starters, uh, let's talk about transfer portal. JT Daniels is now with West Virginia. How do you think he's going to do there?
1: JT Daniels at West Virginia. I don't yeah. know that much. I don't know that much about West Virginia. I'm gonna say like he might do good. He might not. I mean, we'll see. What do you think about
0: um, the Texas transfer you were telling me about? How do you think that's going to go?
1: Oh, yeah. Giant Hall. Texas fans, you should be excited about him. I'm not going to say a whole lot of negative stuff on him. It's more so, look, Jonathan Allen, former Alabama defensive end um, for the Tide, He he once said this in an interview a while ago. Bama ain't for everybody. And, yeah, you can be extremely talented, but, like, you gotta be disciplined, you gotta be committed, you gotta um willing to sacrifice. I don't know what was going on in the locker room. Um, but you know, Belmont just not for everybody. This no. is great, but like just not for everybody. So with like talent-wise, he's an excellent talent, he's a five-star for a reason. The brothers like round six three, six four, he got he got hands, not in the national championship game, but like he got hands. Um <laughs> he will be fine wherever he goes. He just like makes sure you gotta gotta have his head, head on straight. And uh, Tess has got a good talent. And I I wish him the best. I wish him the best. I don't have nothing against him. I mean some yeah. of them fans do, but like like I said, like I Jonathan Allen's so the best. Bama ain't for everybody. Just didn't work out.
0: No, nah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean Bama, Bama is the epitome of iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. That old uh Chuck Pagano adage. Everybody on Bama could start <laughs> anywhere they're all five star four star guys they're all you know upper echelon best you know cream of the crop best of the best players who could start anywhere and if you want to go somewhere to get better and truly compete i think that's part of Saban's pitch too it's like if you know if you want to start you can go up the road you can go to i'll pick on auburn all day you can go there at auburn if you want to start but if you really want to get better and really have a shot at going to the nfl and really you know building your talent in everything as a player come here because you're going to be going against the best. You're going to be going against the guy who was in your position last year who now has a chance to start. So, I mean, you're right. I think Bama's not for everybody. Um, uh, That's no knock against him leaving. I wish him nothing but the best. You know, if, if that's what you felt was the best thing to do, to be in your position to further your career, best of luck to you, man. I firmly say that and firmly believe that. You know, best of luck to you. We wish you nothing but success. Like, how do you let, let's touch on this a little bit, too. How do you feel about some of these, you know, Fairweather fans who are, you know, oh, I love him so much. He's the best player ever. But the second he's thinking about transferring or leaving, they're burning jerseys. They're, you know, rioting and losing their minds, sending death threats like it to me. Man, it's not that serious. I, I, you know me. I, football's a religion to me, but it's not that serious.
1: Oh, uh, where, where are we from?
0: Fair enough. Southeast. <laughs>
1: We are from the South.
0: Let's leave it at that.
1: We are from the South. Fair enough. Football is a religion.
0: It is. It's just to me, it's... I don't... And I trust me... We
1: will take that serious.
0: So, I mean, my my thing was like, I I understand the passion. I have nothing against the passion. I played high school football in Florida, which, I trust me, I get it. Now, I'm not saying... I will say high school football in Florida is different than most places. But it's... There were towns in Florida where we'd go into, and the whole town shut down on a Friday night just so you can watch the high school football game. Like, it's football, for those who don't know, football in the southern states and a lot of these really big states. It's just different. It's different. It's, like Jalen said, it's a religion. To me, I just don't get it to the point where you're, you know, sending death threats to kids. Some of these guys are kids. I, mean,
1: uh, I, I, I can go back I can go back to the kick six uh in the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn. <laughs> I
0: remember the kick yeah, six. Yeah, uh
1: Kate Foster got dead threats. Now I, I be, now I would never approve of that. I don't threaten no. nobody's life. Now I've been dead now I've been had I had my fair share of death threats in my life before, but you know, ain't nothing new. But the only thing I will say is to I understand. Because we take that serious, especially when you're talking Iron Bowl. But that's that's a different story for another Yeah.
0: Point. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is, I mean, it, don't don't send somebody death threats. It's a game at the end of the day. This is something that, you know, the world's going to keep spending tomorrow, whether they're on your team or not. Be thankful that they were there and for what they did for you. And, you know, if they're going to a rival, I mean, hey, I, here's, here's a way to look at it. If, say, James Robinson leaves to go to Houston, 15 games out of the year, I wish you nothing but the best. But, dog, but when you play us twice a year, I want you to have the worst game.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> but, pretty that's pretty much how it goes. But dog, mm-hmm. here's here's another thing. Who the heck don't care outside of y'all?
0: That's fair. <laughs> For Houston Jacksonville, that's fair. I just the death threats, man. I don't get it. The Bernie jerseys, I don't get it. It's especially like you spent money on that jersey. They don't care. NFLs already got you. I know players already got their bit. Uh, it's it, I don't know it. It's just mind numbing to me. I don't get it. But I, I'm gonna step off my soapbox here. <laughs> don't send death threats to people. Don't call anybody stuff. You shouldn't be calling them just because you don't like the fact that they don't play for your team anymore. Don't do that in general, but still that's I'm gonna step off my soapbox. Let's, you know, keep it, you know, with football, let's keep it going there before I rile myself up and start going on a 30 minute tangent, oh. which you and I know I can do. So, so- what would you want to show me?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, are uh, you seeing my screen right now? Yeah,
0: I got you. Let me click this on real quick. All right. What am I looking at?
1: Uh, you're looking at this is Stephen Insmill. He's one of the he's one of the top reporters. Uh, okay. In, in like for Alabama, and basically this would be the matchup because this year, this upcoming season, Alabama does have to go to Austin, Texas. I think either the second or the third week of college football, and we mm-hmm. have to play against the Longhorns. This is what Texas has on their roster outside of Steve Sarkisian, who's the head coach, and maybe a few other coaches. Okay. So Keelan Robinson, form, uh, former running back, Jaleel Billingsley, former tight end, who who exceeded and success, who succeeded in uh, the Sarkisian uh, offense. We're not going to get into Bill Belichick. Uh, you got a Johnny Hall. You got Sark. You got Kyle Flo- uh, Kyle Flood. Uh, Jeff Banks, you got Bo Davis, former um, former Alabama linebacker, five star out of Gort- out of Gordo High School. Okay. So no. with all, the, so you got, I think that was about six, seven guys that are former Alabama that Nick Saban will be facing. Okay. Nick Saban has only lost to one former player. I was just anybody. about asking that. I was
0: just about asking he's only, that. He's
1: only lost that once.
0: Yep. I was just about asking and that.
1: And the only reason why he lost is because he had a Peter Griffin looking like offensive coordinator <laughs> who loves to throw the ball more than run. And he lost his two best receivers.
0: <laughs> Who's the coach you're talking about? Just to make sure we're on the same page.
1: We're talking about Bill O'Brien.
0: I got you. Don't get me started on Bill O'Brien. That man traded yeah. a, a ham sandwich and a box of flaming hot Cheetos for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't. Yeah, we we can talk about his poor decisions all day. But go ahead.
1: Bottom line. Bottom line is, outside of Kirby Smart, who had a really good season with Georgia and they were able to win the national championship. I give him a the shout out. So that. Yeah. Nick Saban is still above 500 going against former former like former disciples. So again, best of luck to look at Texas. Hopefully, they find find a way to actually do something before they get to the SEC. We're not
0: worried at all. He's if if I did my math right, he's he, he's sitting over 900 against former. He's twenty, he's
1: 20 something and one.
0: 25 and one. If I just looked at, or 25 and two.
1: Are you good? My bad AM. My, bad, my <laughs> bad Jimbo. Sorry. It's the fact that, like, outside of beating us, y'all don't really do nothing after that.
0: Here's the thing, though. That only puts him at an 8% loss. So he's still, it, it, if I did my math right, if I did my math right, he's still over 900 in, as a winning percentage, which I'll take
1: any day. We're not worried. No, we're not concerned because we got daddy saving. We got the best quarterback in college football. We're going to have the best defense in college football. We got the best defensive player in college football. We're going to have the best wide receiver unit in college football. We're going to have a great running back. We're going to have a top running back group in college football. Offensive line is going to get better. It's just that our defensive front is just that good. But we'll talk more about the spring game later on in the show.
0: Yeah, here's the thing that gets me going too. Like Texas is gonna find a way to Texas this.
1: And this is coming
0: from a Jaguars fan. Jaguars always find a way to Jaguars this. We find a way to blow it. Jaguars. Texas, nothing against Texas personally. They're gonna find a way to just. Here's how to put it. Texas always plays their level of competition. Now I didn't watch a whole lot of Longhorns football last year, but for I the most part,
1: outside, outside of the River rivalry,
0: yeah, just for the most part, what I saw is they played to the level of competition, which I. <laughs> Against Bama, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. And this isn't even—I'm not even a Bama fan. I'm a Gator fan. But you have to be ready to go against Bama, and you have to be ready. You have to play perfect football, basically. And if you're not playing perfect football, you're not going to win this game. So, I mean, hey, we'll see what happens. Think? Do we play all this
1: year? Y'all yeah, might. My, my hold on.
0: If we don't see you, let's put it this way: if we don't see y'all during the regular season, I think we'll see y'all during the. Uh, we'll see y'all in
1: Atlanta. Oh, y'all got to the
0: dogs first. <laughs> we ain't gonna see y'all in Atlanta. I think yeah, yeah, got to beat the
1: dogs first.
0: Georgia's losing a lot of that defense.
1: Yeah, they're losing a lot they, of those yeah, stars they of know how to recruit. Too. They, Yeah, but they know how to recruit, not to mention you got to take you got to take recruiting into the consideration of the transfer of the world. I'm saying this and behind enemy be lines. Let me let me ask how this game Gator-wise, How many transfers have y'all be, have y'all been getting? I think we got a decent amount. Let me
0: check that. So, I think we got a decent amount of transfers. Okay, so we played Texas
1: um, September 10th.
0: What well, about y'all? So, if we look at the transfer portal and we look at the Gators, transfer portal we'll see. Um, but I do want to talk about the spring game a little bit because we did touch on that. So, Gator spring game, I mean, like, we looked decent. At least the starters looked really good. Um, Anthony Richardson kind of showed a lot of flashes of why everybody liked him over Emory Jones last year. The backup quarter, I, I hope. I'm hoping.
1: Oh, yeah, there is, a, there is a competition going on with y'all. And
0: not after the spring game.
1: <laughs> not after Wait, the spring game. It, okay, question. Was it a competition between y'all, or, or am I thinking about Clemson?
0: No, no, no. It was a competition for Florida Clemson's probably in one, too, because he did not look good last year either. But Richardson, his biggest issue, and I, I want this to be fixed, uh, if Richardson stays healthy, we're fine. The biggest issue for me is we had an Ohio State transfer coming to play quarterback. The biggest issue for me, though, is if you look at how we played in the spring game, how he played, how Del Rio and Kitna all played in the spring game, they, they didn't look like they were ready. And I'm not saying they look bad. They're doing a whole lot better than I am sitting in my my office chair <laughs> in my apartment. But, you know, they didn't look ready. Richardson blew it out of the water. I mean, his he I don't think he had too many incompletions, um, maybe two or three if I remember the top of my head, he just consistently dominated the competition. Defense looks solid. Our backup defense looks solid. I think tight end I'm a little worried about just because of injuries. Wide receivers I'm not super thrilled about either. It might just be kind of a down year. We we talked about it briefly last episode. We had a lot of big-bodied possession receivers. We don't really have too many true burners. We have a lot of route-running, big-bodied guys. We don't have anybody who can really stretch the field too much. So I think that's going to be – that's going to be a bit of a growing pain. Good news is there's still time in the transfer portal. So, I think we'll be fine. Um, we'll see, Georgia. All you Georgia fans, we'll see what happens. I will be the first to admit if we lose that I will say good game probably, but I will give y'all credit that you did beat us last year and you might do it again. I mean, hey, we'll see. I'm not going to get on that too long. Did Alabama spring game happen yet or no? Yeah, I had to work I had to work it. Okay. Which or what did you see? Like how do you think it went?
1: Uh people are concerned about the offensive line. I'm not. I'm concerned about mm-hmm. Bill, Bill O'Brien and that's still going and that's still sticking with me because our offense just uh, outside of the offensive line it it looked anemic passing wise. Um mm-hmm. not a lot of flow or chemistry or like okay, a bit of chemistry. Uh Georgia transfer Jermaine Burton, he looked good. Made a few passes. Uh some guys that stuck out to me. Was a sophomore Christian Leary out of Florida. He's okay. a speed, he's a speedster. He had a, he had a few good plays. He had a few good plays. Uh, dude had a 52 yard uh, touchdown on um, touchdown reception from uh, backup quarterback Jalen Milrow. Uh, Milrow like really stuck out to me. Uh, Leary finished the entire game uh, with five catches for 106 yards. Dude was making plays left and right. The biggest thing that stuck out to me is how is how good our defense is going to be this year in all in all phases and in all levels. The only questions that I got is who is going to replace Christian Harris, who is going to be a first round pick in this year's NFL draft. He played oh, without a doubt. He played uh, the weak side. He played the wheel, which is uh, short for weak side linebacker. Mm-hmm. For us, we still have Henry Toloto uh, at our mic. But basically right now the competition is setting in to figure out who's going to re- who's gonna be the wheel. Basically, um, Nick Saban touched on this, the press conference before a day where he talked about how you got to be able to play that position. You got to be able to have really good instincts, make plays uh, like in open field and got to be able to see, got to be able to see the right things. The competition is still there. I like what I saw as a whole with the unit but when you think about you have will anderson you got a lot of young guys a lot of talent at the front seven you got dallas turner on the opposite side throw in chris Braswell, who's another um highly touted talent um in the edge position so when you're resting will in dallas you got another guy that can step in and make some plays not to mention the freshmen that not to mention like some of the freshmen that are coming in for the next season. Uh, secondary wise, you got like aid McKinstry. He's going into his second year with a lot of experience. You got Eli Rick, uh, Eli Ricks, the transfer out of LSU. He had, he had a few good plays. He didn't start with the first team. He was uh, he was on the uh, the second team. Um, on another side, Kyrie Jackson. I believe he's a sophomore, or junior. He's going into his second year. He's going into his second year as being a possible starter. He looked good as well. He made some plays, getting a lot of deflections. Uh, safety wise, we're safety wise. I think we're stacked. You got like Jordan Battle coming back for another year. He was projected to be a first round draft pick this year, mm-hmm. but he decided to come back, um, like help out, um, like continue to learn. And also, I feel like when you when you breed it from Bama, when you actually breed it. From Bama and stuff, you you don't want to leave and not get a championship. Now, Battle's already got his, but you don't want to leave like you, you don't want to like leave without. You don't prepared. want to
0: leave on a bad note. Yeah, I get you. Don't you. want to leave on a bad note, and I don't think no. you
1: need, and I don't think we want to do that. So, um, defensively, we're gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, special teams, we're gonna be really good. Hopefully, in the kick return game, we're gonna be a lot a lot improved. Kicking game, Will Riker's still our guy, but we got another kicker that actually made a lot of good kicks that I was impressed with. Offensively, I think we're straight. It's just um, sorry, like allergies. That I'm like kicking my butt right now. Dude,
0: I'm with you, man. It, I mean,
1: like the <laughs> but... season changing, not to mention it's been raining and it's supposed to be uh clear skies for the next uh, for, uh, like, for the rest of the week mm-hmm. and, and a little bit going next week. But going along with eight eight, overall it was a really good event. Yeah. Because my biggest concerns is it's Bill O'Brien, man. Our offense had no flow, uh, like, too inconsistent all last season. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go from Steve Sarkeesian, who, who was in charge of having one of, like, the greatest offense in college football history, to Bill O'Brien, who was so pass-oriented that cost us a lot of games when you wasn't able to have a whole lot of balance. And when you did run the ball, you ran mediocre run plays. You wasn't yeah. – um, you didn't – there was no creativity with the run game. So when you take off of that to an account, you got to be able – you got to be able to have balance. I'm not sure if Bill, Bill O'Brien can get it done. So that's my biggest concern is just Bill O'Brien. Overall, okay. defensively, we're going to – we're, 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 we're going to be nasty.
0: Okay. I do want to get, before we get too into it, we did touch on uh, transporters a little bit. um, And I want to touch on allergies for 10 seconds. Uh, The only, for those of you who don't know, anybody who's lived in the South, especially the Southeast, the only thing that hits harder than football is that pine pollen, (laughs)
1: It's not even pollen, it's just season changes. Like it's, rough, when it's rain, man. it's cold, it gets cold out of nowhere. We don't see it coming, it gets hot out of nowhere, but we used to that. But like Yeah,
0: man. we get used to it. But anyways, let's get to the transfer portal real quick because I do want to touch on two things. Uh today, before we actually start a recording, and I mentioned his name briefly, uh Carlos Del Rio, one of the quarterbacks who played in the spring game, is now gonna go into the transfer portal. So Carlos, Whoa. good luck,
1: man. From whom? Florida. Okay.
0: So good luck, man. You know, I wish you nothing but the best. Same for you and Emery. Uh, but I want to touch briefly on the transfers that we got in. So we got a couple guys actually from Louisiana Lafayette, which doesn't surprise me the slightest. That's where Napier. Yeah, came from. Guy, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, did get uh what, Bill Napier?
0: Billy Napier, yeah. So we yep. got Mont we got Montrell Johnson, who actually looked really good in the spring game, powerful running back, good vision. I think he's gonna do just fine. Honestly, I think the one place that the Gators aren't hurting is O-line, we look okay. I'm not worried about that. D-line, we're going to be fine. Linebacker core, we're going to be fine. (laughs) Defensive back, we're going to be fine. Wide receivers, I'm a little worried about. Quarterback, if Anthony Richardson can stay healthy, I'm good. The biggest thing for me behind Anthony Richardson is depth. Um, I think that our running back core is the strongest it's ever been. Every single one of our guys could start. We have Naquan Wright. You have Montreal Johnson. You have Lorenzo Lingard. You have a bunch of these guys who are – and I'm, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But you've got all these guys who can – every single one of these guys is going to start. They can start. So we can have a ridiculous uh, running back depth. I'm not worried about that in the slightest. I think you just feed the hot hand at that point. We took Cameron Waits. So he's also from Louisiana Lafayette. Jack Miller from Ohio State. He was part of the quarterback battle. He did not look super good. Jalen Kimber from Georgia which I'm very happy about that. And then Osiris Torrance from Louisiana Lafayette. So those are the guys that we've got in the transfer portal as of recording this episode. So I think Kimber is actually still battling for a starting spot. So we'll see how that goes. But um, spring games, transfer portal, that's where we're at right now. Um, Let's do two more football questions and we'll end off on NBA playoffs again. So one thing I think we should start trying to do, and audience let us know what you guys think of this, Maybe we do like this wild what-if question, you know, every week. Um, One actually that popped up on me for Bleacher Report was, who do you think, if they didn't get into trouble with the league, would have been the better wide receiver by now? Josh Gordon or Justin Blackman?
1: I'm going to go Josh Gordon because Justin got in so much trouble at a fast time, and when I do, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember watching him play a whole lot, not even going back to Oklahoma. I just know he was highly talented. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Josh Gordon, because we actually saw him. We actually saw the potential that he possibly could have had. Right. And you know, if if like uh, the times were uh, were back then that they are now, Josh possibly could have made like millions and millions of dollars. But dude had an issue um, that became where he just couldn't stop. What didn't matter how much money it costed him. So, you know, I'm glad he's back in the league, but. We just seen too many times where it just wasn't the same. And so I'd say if there wasn't an issue, if it wasn't a problem with the NFL and the whole weed consumption, Mm -hmm. I'd say Josh Gordon because we saw saw the potential.
0: I think, yeah. So I see what you're saying, 100%. Um, Both these guys got into trouble for two very different things. One of them is a little more serious than the other. Um, Josh Gordon was in trouble for weed, and Justin Black was in trouble for DUIs and a couple other things as well. If you look at their stats as their breakdown, Josh Gordon definitely has the bigger body of work, going back to 2012 when he you know was in the league. You know, 16 games started, 13, uh, 96 targets, 50 receptions. You know, averaged about 50 yards a game. 2013, we all know what happened there. He came into his own, 1600 yards. It was insane. Averaged 117 yards a game. As a career, he's got 4,284 uh, career reception yards, 252 career receptions, averaging about 57.1 yards a game just because of all everything that came after and all the troubles and everything going forward. He missed 2015-2016. Y'all know the story. Um, Justin Blackman came into the league in 2012 as well. 16 games played, 14 started, uh, 865 yards, yards per game, about 54. He played... Four games in 2013. And this is why both of these guys were coming into their own. It was insane. So Blackman played four games in 2014, started all four, 29 receptions, 48 targets, and he averaged 103.8 yards a game. Now, I'm going to go Justin Blackman. And this is my Jaguars bias. I actually do think Blackman could have been the better guy. And the reason why I think that is because if you look at who was throwing him passes in 2012 and 2013. Who have the Jaguars had quarterback wise since Byron Leftwich and David Garrard? And in between those two guys, it's been nobody since the brief stints of Minshew, who you know I love, Gardner Minshew, and Trevor Lawrence. If he had had a good quarterback, and I'm not saying, you know, the Browns were a good quarterback situation either. But if this guy had actually had a legitimate quarterback, I think Blackman could have dominated. If you look at what he did in Oklahoma State, I mean dude was a baller. I mean, it also helped that he actually shared the field with Des Bryant, which was I would that was one of my favorite teams to play with in NCA 14 or uh, one of the NCA college football games because I could throw passes to either Justin Blackman or Des Bryant. It was always fun to play with Oklahoma State. They're almost a cheat code. <laughs> I think Justin Blackman definitely could have been the better player. So, but I mean, that's just where I'm at. But hey, but that's just it for the fun
1: question of the week. Um, USFL. You didn't? Did you watch too much USFL? I didn't watch a lot of it. The only thing I saw was a couple of highlights when um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Jamar Smith made the game-winning touchdown for the mm-hmm. Stallions against New Jersey uh, Generals. Um, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about yeah. it. They said it's been good football. Of uh, I like quality football, so, you know, if it works, it works. I'll have to check it out. It's just like it was going on at the same time as the NBA playoffs, and I was – Yeah, there. no,
0: I get you, man. We'll get yep. the NBA playoffs in a bit. Um, If, you're, if you ever want to learn – so this is the – do
1: you know too much about the history of the USFL? No. I thought it was just a new league. I never even heard about it.
0: So the USFL <laughs> actually happened uh, a while ago. This is their second time doing it. So if you – want to learn more about it. Um, this goes for you and anybody else who's actually listening. There is a book, um, called football for a buck. It talks about the rise and fall of the USFL. Some of the crazy stories. It's fantastic. It's one of the better books I've read, really informative, really, really good kind of talks about how this league was on its way to good things. And I'm not going to say who ruined it. Cause then we'll start getting political and that's not what we're about to do on the show. Um, Somebody came in and basically ruined the league, but it had a genuine shot at actually being, it originally started as a spring football league, spring and summer, kind of like what the AFL did, uh, but they started as a spring and summer league and was actually doing okay. The biggest issue that a lot of you and I know, um, but what a lot of people don't know is sports teams aren't profitable for the first few years. So you have a lot of these businessmen who are coming into this, like, "Oh, I'm ready for this to make money now," and it's like, mm, "No." Nah, one is I gonna... would
1: say that was very profitable it had to be Atlanta United when they first when they first arrived. The oh United yeah, because they were on
0: fire. But and it's kind Arthur of like and Arthur
1: Blank was and Arthur Blank was the uh, was the owner. So yeah, that
0: helps too. So speaking of league owners too, before I get way too off track, do you see Marshawn and the Zamboni?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, yeah. Like Marshawn Mar- Mar- is gonna be is got invested with the uh, Seattle Crackers. Yeah. Pratt- for- yep, He's, I love uh, it. The hockey team. And I'm a black man. I don't follow a lot of hockey, but you know, I love my, I love my
0: Seahawks. <laughs> I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, but I mean, it's Marshawn was that was that was cool to see, and I'm happy for him, man. I mean, I, I love Marshawn Lynch. I love Marshawn Lynch, but at USFL, I'm really excited to see how it looks. There's apparently I need to look more into it. Apparently, a lot of the players everybody hates the ball they're using. I haven't looked up into that, so I, I don't want to speak on that. Maybe we could talk about that next week. Um, but it looked okay. There were a lot of fumble issues just into that's also probably some of these guys who haven't really played at a really high level in a while. Um, there's one story coming out that I'm waiting to hear a little more about. We'll probably talk about it next week. A player got cut for reasons that they're not really giving based off what I've read, but we'll I'm gonna do Plenty of research on that before we start talking about it. Um, basically just based off the game itself, it looked good. They were doing a couple really interesting camera angles. They had a drone follow all the kicks. So you got the different angle. There's cameras in the players helmets and everything. So it, you kind of get this different look, you know, almost like a point of view kind of first person thing. It's football. If it was a first person shooter, it looks good. It, it's a neat little concept that they did. I like it. Some of these players really balled out. Some of these guys are clearly the league above the other people. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I'm hoping that they're trying. I don't know enough about it. I'm hoping they're trying to keep it spring and summer again. I really do. Just because it's going to be hard to compete with the NFL in the fall. You can't. I mean, it's that was part of the issue of it going before is they wanted spring and summer. Somebody wanted to make a push in the fall. You're, you're not competing with the NFL in the fall. It's not going to happen. So I I hope it goes well. Um, I'm excited to see how it keeps going. The XFL and the AFL were fun to watch too. I'm hoping this doesn't have a similar Ending again. I hope this isn't kind of a second verse, same as the first thing for the USFL. Um, The XFL is coming back too, right?
1: Yeah, the XFL is coming back. Rock is the owner. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. in charge of it. So, like, I'm excited. Now that I'm excited to see. Yeah, that'll be fun. We saw the the potential with that one.
0: I'm I'm not opposed to having like these. I don't want to call them G leagues, but it's kind of that spring summer, you know, separate league where you can kind of get these guys who aren't quite ready for the NFL yet, but you don't want them to kind of, you know, almost like a farm system for the, or for baseball. It'd be interesting to see because a lot of these guys that I saw, at least based in, it might just have been some of the level of the competition they were playing. Some of these guys could have an NFL contract today. I don't know if they'd start, but they'd definitely be some good role players. Yep. So we'll see how that is. Anyways, let's round it out with NBA playoffs. So I think a couple of our predictions were right. So if I remember correctly, both of us had the Hawks. Yep. Both of us had uh, the Timberwolves. Yep. I just uh, had.
1: Right now the Timber Timberwolves are down by 30, 30, 20, 30, 28. Right now they're down uh, Hawks. They're down 32, 28,
0: or they're down by 30 or 28.
1: They're down by 30 or 28. <laughs> and it's on the game, too. They were able to get one in a row. Oh, yeah. No, no, play. no. I know. Um, with the Hawks today, they're down 2-0 in the series uh, against the mm-hmm. Heat. They had a game. They fought tough. Fought tough. It's just like when Trey Young, when you have about 10 – plus, we have 10 turnovers, uh, kind of hard to come back from. Yeah. And also, I, Jimmy Butler was uh, – he was getting buckets tonight. Dude had 45 points. Jimmy
0: was playing lights out based
1: on what he I, was I saw. playing lights out. And not to mention, they kept feeding off the crowd. And the composure of the Hawks just like – they were just flustered. And so uh, they're going You're gonna go back home. You're gonna go back yeah. to Atlanta. You got a home Recruit. field on there. You got a home court on there. You play a lot better when you're at home. The record shows that. So take care of your um, take care of your home court and try to even this out. And you know be able to get a, get a series and go back to Miami for Game Five. Also, Clint Capella he is not a structural damage on his knee. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing that he's gonna get reevaluated in a week, which is not which is not long, which is not short enough.
0: No, he's out for the series most likely. And right now
1: like I don't think so. If we can able to extend this, uh extend the game extend the game because we're talking about a week, so by next Sunday mm-hmm. and I think let's see schedules.
0: So we're looking that up if I remember correctly. You had the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Yep, I had the Spurs and the Timberwolves. We we're both right in the Timberwolves. Okay, um, so
1: okay, so right now ahead. we're on right now we're on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint Capella got hurt Saturday, so the 16th. No, 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 that ain't right. I'm thinking might be Friday. Yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday. He got hurt Friday. So game four. Let's see. Friday is the 22nd. So. And game four game three is actually on the twenty-second. So there's a good possibility that he might be able to play within the series, but Atlanta got to find a way to be able to take their business because we do need Clark Capella. We need his height, his length, his live catching ability, to be able to get the master possession. But Trey, Trey Young just gotta play better. That's basically on set of But anyway, uh yeah, I, we did pick Atlanta.
0: We picked Atlanta, we both picked the Timberwolves. <laughs> um I was wrong on the Spurs. You were wrong with the Clippers. Yeah, they're down by 28. Shout out to New Orleans. And then we all knew the Nets were going to be Cleveland.
1: The Pelicans are only down by six right now in the first half against the Suns. Okay. Uh, Golden State's going to sweep the Nuggets. done. Golden done. done. Nuggets are a bad matchup. Like, that's just a bad matchup for the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, like, with Jamal Murray and – Michael Porter Jr. Out. There's really not; enough, they don't have enough firepower to be able to catch up, right. catch up with them. So that's that. Um, now, Jason
0: Tatum. Jason, first of all, shout out Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Well yeah, earned, First, man.
1: first well guard to win the award in a while
0: since Gary Payton. Yeah. The glow. Which, I don't know if you saw, but Gary Payton actually presented the award to
1: him. Yeah. That actually, I didn't see that, but um, you know, not a big surprise.
0: That's cool. So, shout-out Marcus Smart. Also, shout-out Jason Tatum for that was an incredible game. Did you see that last play? That was – my favorite thing, too, is apparently all the Celtics players are like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot that. <laughs> like, he's going to take that three. Pump fake. He he
1: has no consciousness when he shoots. Like, he's always going to shoot confident.
0: And I, I get that. I mean, just I, I just don't want a J.R. Smith. And
1: I, I J.R. Smith is – a Be fun guy to watch. Be honest with you, I take a Jazz mental over Marcus Smart. That's just me. I'll just, take that Marcus
0: Smart defense all day, but we'll see how that goes. What do you think is going to happen in the first round? So you think? I think Phoenix crushes. I, Phoenix.
1: I think yeah, Phoenix is going to crush. Warriors is going to crush. Um,
0: I think Dallas. Dallas Jazz goes to six.
1: That that's depends on when Luca comes back. Dallas, when yeah. Luka comes back. I don't think – I know the Brunson Jazz, can do it again. I, I don't think Brunson can do it again, but I do believe that the, uh, that the Jazz will find a way to mess
0: it up. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I think Mavericks-Jazz goes to six. I don't see it going to seven. I think – I'll give you Mavs in six. Phoenix, if they don't sweep it, they're winning in five. they um,
1: They're going to sweep. They're going to sweep. I think that's
0: sweep good. I think Golden State wins in five, too. I think Denver finds a way to just get one game in there. I think they find a way to get one.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: – We'll see. I, Phoenix is, isn't going past game five. Golden State isn't going past game five. I see Mavericks going to six. Memphis. I Oh, yeah. This is Memphis that, to do right now, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, that one, they, I, think, they woke up. Know, I think they can go seven. That could be a seven matchup.
0: How's Ja playing right now tonight? Because I haven't been watching. tonight. Ja a lot better, right? lot
1: better than first. Okay. A lot better
0: than game one. Okay. I think Ja kind of shook it off. Uh, if if they keep playing like this, I Memphis in five. So that's where I'm at. I want the Hawks to come back. I think Hawks, he go to seven because he Heat find a way. Got,
1: like, just, Hawks can, they're capable of doing it. It's just like when you got done with an emotional game with Cleveland in the playing play game, that takes a yeah. lot out of it. So the first game, that was understandable. The dudes were tired. The second game, you had opportunities there. Mm-hmm. You can't turn the ball over that much. and no. Because if you were able to cut down the turnovers – there's a good chance you would have won that game because, like, you was in there. And uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, dude had 19 points in the fourth quarter. It's just, like, they they couldn't find a way to stop Jimmy Butler. And there's really not much they can really do. Uh, John, John Collins, he ain't at 100% right now. And the Nilo Gallinari did not have a good night. So, you know, they got to find a way to figure it out. They put themselves in a situation where they're able to take leads and, like, make it a close game. But, like, that's on the road, and we haven't been a good road team all year. Like compared to last year, we have not mm-hmm. been good on the road, but we've been really good at home. So I think we're going to take care of business at home, and I, I, I think the series is going to get tied up.
0: I hope y'all do. I, uh, I, you know me. I'm, I'm not a big. I, I love Trey. I may not be the biggest Atlanta sports fan, but I do love the Hawks, and I love the Braves really? too. Uh, so as of recording this, I think that uh, Memphis game just ended about a minute or two yep. ago. Memphis takes Game One loss personally and responds with a one twenty four to ninety six blowout win per
1: Bleacher Report. Yes, yeah, so the series yeah, yeah, so is tied, but they got to go. They got to go to Minnesota. Minnesota, they're gonna have a crowd. Like, yeah. the, Timberwol- the Timberwolves are gonna have a crowd. Patrick Beverly's gonna feed off that crowd. Um, <laughs> Cat the last time he the last time he played in front of that crowd in the playoff situation, he did not play good. He's gonna make up for that. So Memphis is in a fight right now. I wasn't able to watch the game. For some reason, NBA TV was blocking mm-hmm. in our area, so it didn't make no sense. So
0: what's a – Philly, uh, Toronto looking like right now. Is Philly's it two oh or is it one one?
1: It is well. Philly, Philly's taking. It. Philly's sweeping. I'll, I'll get Philly a sweep. Philly's sweeping because I don't see them stopping Embiid. I thought they. No. Were, I thought I thought they were able to stop. Him, like, you know, be able to deal with Embiid. Like he's gonna mm-hmm. get his, but everybody else is getting theirs. Now James Harden ain't looking like the James Harden that we all know. But Tyler Maxi, he's having a breakout series. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys are making shots.
0: Bro, I how did he hit that three?
1: Now, they, now they gotta go to Toronto and Mark Matisse Thibault. He's not gonna be able to like play because of uh, because of the vaccination. But mm-hmm. there Toronto doesn't have Scotty Barnes who's dealing with an ankle injury. Toronto doesn't have enough bodies. They, no, they enough just don't. Power to be able to deal with So they like, don't. Yeah, like Philly's gonna take care of business on that. How did Shh. Embiid hit
0: that three? Do you see that that corner three?
1: No, nah, I ain't see that. No, nah, I ain't see that. Like I, I stopped that in the second quarter.
0: Look it up. That. It, that I don't know how he hit that. That was I
1: need to catch up on a lot of highlights from a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's on my part.
0: Are you good? What about uh got a couple more when they finish it up? So Dude. Chicago, Milwaukee, where are they sitting at right now? Chicago, uh Milwaukee <laughs> winning that
1: one. Win. It's either over in four
0: and five. Is it two oh already?
1: Yeah. No, I think they put them all. No, Milwaukee, and Chicago put them all.
0: Okay, so it's one oh.
1: Yeah, uh, Chicago might get one at home, either three or four, but Milwaukee's getting it five.
0: I think these next two, I think these next two series go to seven. I think Chicago, Milwaukee finds a way to go to seven. Chicago's going to be tight.
1: I don't think so because Chicago ain't got enough, man. They don't. Have think no, they don't have enough. Like Levine, we'll put the team on his back. Look, he had a bet, like, but dude was in foul trouble a whole lot. So the mm-hmm. Rosen was only so much they can do, and, you, and you're not stopping Giannis. And nah. Milwaukee can shoot. Yeah, Milwaukee can shoot uh, now. Alex Caruso kept him in that game mm-hmm. because early, like they could have been blown up, but Alex Caruso's keeping him in that game.
0: I love now, the hustle that dude Chicago's brings. Chicago's gonna
1: fight. Chicago's gonna fight, but. I I don't think Milwaukee's gonna make this like make this closer than what it is. I think they even at five, even well, four see, or
0: five. I think Celtics Nets goes to seven just that's because going seven. that's going to seven that. just because the talent on the Nets. That's, going, and that's going. gonna hang tight. Yeah,
1: that's going seven.
0: I just I, Celtics take it in seven without it. I, 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 yeah, that's happening because I, I don't know. I could be incorrect, but. I don't know if Williams is coming back either towards the end of the series or if he's coming back at all. I don't know how his knee's holding up. I don't know too much about that entry. I'd have to look into that. But.
1: Oh, you're yeah, probably th- coming back.
0: That's right. It was. Now, Man
1: Simmons eight. might. But I don't, we'll I don't see. believe
0: in We'll see. Yeah, no. I don't believe in him. No, I'm with you 100%. I just. Tatum's balling out. Brown is balling out. Marcus Smart's a dog. Uh, but also, White's looking like, great.
1: The coach, also the coach for the like the Celtics, he's done a terrific job on how to like on the. Oh, you don't, I, I got nothing. He he did a tremendous job on how to defend KD
0: and nothing game. but like, respect. Like
1: K, KD Katie ain't gonna play like that.
0: No, and moment. I mean I I got I I am gonna be honest. I wasn't super sure about the hiring before the season started. Dude has exceeded every expectation I've had about him. He is done far and away what you know it just. It's been a full 180 season. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Yudoka, for turning this team around. It looks really, really, really good. All right, man. Well, you got anything else to add?
1: Nah. Um, um. It hurts as a Braves fan right now. We're up to uh, in the Patri- in the Patriots. I think. Uh, not Patriots, but the Dodgers. When Freddie um, hit
0: that same team.
1: That hurt. <laughs> that same that, team. That hurt. That hurt. I. It had to happen, it It had to happen. It it hurt that, no, no, the fact that it was his first home run of the season as a Dodger, and it was Mm -hmm. against us, that hurt. Now, his matchup, now, the Dodgers are gonna be in town Mm -hmm. in Atlanta sometime in June. Mm -hmm. God God prevent anything from stopping me from going to that game. I'm going, I'm gonna find a way. (laughs)
0: So I'm with you. I hope I get to go to that game, too. That'd be fun. Yep. But, yeah, Freddie, I mean, and to briefly touch back on that topic, it's a situation right there where Freeman is no longer part of the Braves. I haven't seen anything negative from the Braves fans about Freddie Freeman.
1: You got some people, but um, –
0: Not a lot. There's nothing but love for the not guy.
1: A, not I mean, a whole lot.
0: No. So, I mean, hey, we'll see how that goes. I mean, all the players still like him, everything. I don't know if you saw some of his videos come out where, you know, his kids running up to hug some of the other players. Like yeah, that was, was. Uh,
1: that, was his, uh, that was his son, Charlie. And um, when I saw him run towards Dansby Swanson, Mm -hmm. I about broke down because, I mean, dog, like, he's Freddie Freeman.
0: It's family. I mean, it's that.
1: We We love that man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. We we miss him.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Braves, we'll see how they're doing. Freddie, you know, glad you got your bag, man. You know, hopefully, like, the L.A. weather. Um, But that will do it for us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for episode four. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for listening to my slight rants. We are now on...
1: dealing uh, with my sinuses.
0: <laughs> oh, it's coming for me too. Don't worry. Uh, we are now on everywhere where you can find podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon and Audible. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all of it, man. So find us, listen, tell your friends, tell your family if you love it. Share it. Tell somebody. If you hate it, you never heard this. This never happened. We'll leave it be. We'll go our way. You go yours. If you like us, please rate us five stars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time.
1: God bless.